Hey there, so thanks so much for joining me. I'm so excited that you decided to listen. And today we're going to be talking about training our flesh. So let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you said that when we gathered in your name, you'd be here. So we just believe that you are. We thank you that you want to give us revelation knowledge. Teach us how to live in your kingdom right here and right now so we can represent you and how to make sure that we can live with you when we leave here. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. You're so good to us. We just love you so much. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good to us. He really is. He's trying to get his word to us to help us to know so many things that are going on in our lives where we can't figure it out. We don't know what's wrong. And when you go to him, he is just full of compassion and he wants you to know. And our flesh really has us in trouble with him because we don't understand that we can't let our flesh have whatever it wants. We can't just say yes to our flesh all the time um, because just like when you have little kids, you want to train them. You want to train them to do the right thing. And so your flesh, whatever you give it, it's just going to want it. You know, if you give it coffee, it's going to want coffee and it's going to want more coffee. And then with the coffee, you want something sweet. And then um, along with that, you know, you want more sweets and more sweets. And then pretty soon, it's your God. And that's the thing. That, that's one of the things that God is trying to help you with. Because if you have a God before God, then he's not your God. And so your flesh is constantly wanting stuff. God taught me this a long time ago. He said, whatever you give your flesh, it's going to want. And so you can train it to just want the right thing. So if you want to eat healthy, then you can give your body healthy foods. And maybe at first you're not going to like it. It's not going to feel good. It doesn't taste very good. But eventually you're going to crave that food. And I'm not just talking off the top of my head. I've tried this and it works. It really does. So there's a key. If you want to lose weight, if you want to get healthy, just start eating that stuff that's good for you and tell your flesh no. You're not having the other thing. And so I hear it takes 30 days to form a habit. But anyway, when you keep doing that and keep doing that, that is what your flesh is going to want, what you give it. And so the seriousness of um, walking um, in the Spirit, which Romans 8, um, 5 tells us, 5 and 6, actually pretty much all of Romans 8, you can read it. I'm not going to read it all to you, but... We are not to follow the dictates of our flesh, but we are to follow our spirit. Sometimes people just want to skim over that kind of thing because I don't think they get the seriousness of um, not following after the spirit. If we don't follow after the spirit and we're following after the flesh, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it to heaven because we're letting our flesh rule. When Jesus comes and lives on the inside of you, you're going to be spirit-ruled. That, that's the plan. That's what you're supposed to do. But when you don't listen to him and you just listen to your flesh, you're really pushing him out. And he's going to lead you to eternal life. Right? My sheep know my voice and they follow me. So even though you ask him to come live on the inside of you, you can just ignore him. You can go ahead and do that and let your flesh rule. But then... Um, along with letting your flesh rule, you're really letting the enemy be your God or you're your own God. 
because um, he uses your flesh, and he is wanting, Jesus told us in Mark 4, he's wanting to pull us away from God. And so you are in control. It's your choice. God said, choose life. Don't choose death. But if you decide to choose death, that's up to you. That's not what he wants. It's his will that none of us should perish. But the word of God I want to read to you, it says in verse 5, Romans 8, 5, For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. But those who are, who are according to the Spirit and are controlled by the desires of the Spirit, set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. And so really the thing is, is if you want to live with God, then you're going to look to please Him. You're, you're going to look to um, follow after Him and not your flesh, because your flesh is going to take you to hell. It is. And so if you're really serious about living in, with God in heaven someday and living with Him here and right now and even doing that thing that He called you to do to be that witness for Him, then you're going to seek the things of God. And the same thing holds true. When you start seeking God, when you're feeding your spirit God, you're going to want more of that. You are. I have a very addictive personality, and I was addicted to so many things, addicted to so many things, and um, I started just feeding on God. And when you start doing that, you're not going to even, um, your flesh isn't even going to have a chance because you're going to be so hungry for God. And God is health, He's life, He's healing, He's everything that you need. He's good, and you're going to have a good life when you seek Him, when you're full of the Spirit. You know, I like to think about, if Jesus lives in you, then how can you be sick? How can you be broke? How can you have problems, right? Because He's living on the inside of you, and your Spirit is actually going to lead you to all the blessings, all the good things. Jesus said that when we get on the vine with him, if we stay on the vine with him and become in agreement with him, he's going to get the dead out of our lives, and we're going to get to that place where we're going to ask whatever we will, prove to be true disciples of his, and be glorifying the Father all at the same time. I talk about that a lot because that really is it in a nutshell. We're recreated in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2.10 says, and he puts us on this path that leads to the good life. He has good for us. And Satan, he's just always trying to get us off the path, Jesus said. If you don't understand this, you're not going to understand anything. As soon as you hear the word of God, Satan's going to come and try to take it. And so he uses your flesh because he knows your flesh has those earthly desires, those, those things that you just want to do. You know, um, there's some things I just want to do, but if I step out in front of God, I'm going to get off that plan, and it's going to lead me to death. It's going to lead me to to a plan that isn't God's, and if it isn't God's plan, it's not a good plan. And so He certainly has good for us, and we have to trust Him, and the way to trust Him is to get to know Him. And then He's going to lead us to that good place. We're going to be controlled by the Spirit, because we want God. And, you know, I know I said this already, but I think it's the thing that we don't get is if we really want God, then we have to trust Him and let Him be in control of our lives. But we're self-willed. 
We want to do things our way. We have our plan. We don't know God well enough that we know we can trust him. Well, what if God doesn't do this for me and this is what I want and I really got to have it? And what if he doesn't do it? He's going to do more for you than you can ask or think. And once you get to know him, you're going to know that. In Ephesians 3.20, he said he's going to do more super abundantly, the Amplified Classic Bible says, more for you than you can even ask, think, or imagine. And so when you when you get to know him and you know that stuff, then you're going to start to know that really what he's trying to do is give to you. Jesus said, he said, seek ye first God's way of doing and being right. Seek his kingdom and everything you need will be added to you. The world, Jesus said, they run around trying to figure out those who don't know God, try to figure out what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, what they're going to wear. So they're trying to figure out things for themselves and they're living in the kingdom. I mean, they're living in the world minus the kingdom, minus Jesus. But we, who call ourselves Christians, we don't live that way. We live um, serving Him. We live utilizing our gift, and our gift is our provision. And then that means we don't have to try to figure things out. We don't have to try to figure out what we're going to be when we grow up, because He already has that plan mapped out for you. And if you're thinking, you know, that's kind of controlling. The only thing it is, is he knows what you love and he knows what's going to give you joy. He created you. He put you together. And so he knows exactly what it is that's going to make you the happiest. And so you're trusting him and saying, I trust him. He knows me. He knows what's going to make me happy. Have you ever done something you thought really you wanted to do it or bought something you really thought you wanted to have and found out later that that wasn't it. You messed up. It wasn't the thing that you wanted. Well, on God's plan, you're not going to mess up. You're not going to be wasting time. And you're not going to be sorry because He's going to give you that exact thing that you need. And, you know, sometimes we think we need something and we need something else, and we don't even know that unless we find out from Him. So often, you know, I wanted something, and he's saying, yeah, I, I know, and, and I'm working that out for your good, but right now, this is where you're at, and you got to fix this first to get there. And you can have those conversations with God. Philippians says, don't fret, but bring all your requests to God. Go hang out with Him. Find out what's going on. Some people call it doing business with God. Find out what's going on. Find out why it's not happening. You know, there, there's so much in our lives that are, is going on, and we just don't get it because we don't sit with Him. Not that God wants to be a mystery. Jesus said the mysteries of the kingdom of God are meant to be revealed. He was giving them to the disciples because they were following Him, and they were asking Him. So we got to follow and ask and seek and knock, and then we're going to have that revelation knowledge. You're going to be, oh, wow, now I get it. You know, um, God was just talking to me this morning about how we do things, and you know, we're we're struggling, we're trying to do something, and and you know, um, how He could just tap us on the shoulder and say, "Hello, um, you're doing that needlessly," because I already got this plan over here, and that is really just um, futile in this situation. So you know, He knows what we're doing and how we're struggling and and that it's for nothing. It's a temporary thing. And he already has it figured out. And if you would just do this thing that he told you, then it would all be taken care of. 
And so, um, you know, so much of the time we think that what God is asking us to do is too hard. But I was thinking this morning, if we had the right perspective, if we're thinking, um, you know, it's too hard, and if we're thinking it's too hard, then we're more than likely not going to do it. But if we were thinking, um, Jesus is coming, and you, you knew he was coming next week, I'm sure you would make that effort to do that. So you really can do what he's calling you to do. The thing is, is you got to get motivated. You know, I heard somebody say that we're not going to jump out of your closet and say, hey, you know, well, I'm here to encourage you today. We got to do that ourselves. And the way we do that is to get on our knees or, or sit at his feet and hear him. Look at the word. Get yourself encouraged. The word tells us. Stir yourself up in your most holy faith. And so that's what you got to do. You got to, that's why the word says that faith comes by hearing the word because you keep hearing it, you keep feeding it to yourself. Then you're going to want more, you're going to want more, you're going to want more. And then you're overflowing and then your spirit is in charge and your flesh is not. And so I'm supposed to be talking about that, that your flesh, to control your flesh then is to make a concentrated effort to decide that you want to live with God. You know, he, he's just made that really clear to me that we're just fooling around and trying to get out of stuff. And that's exactly the subject today. I mean, your flesh is going to rule if you want to get out of it. You know, um, I was thinking how Adam and Eve, you know, they wanted to hear that. Did God really say, because that fruit looks really good. And the enemy does the same thing today. If it's something I want... You know, I hear him saying, you know, in different words, but kind of like that, hey, did God really say that? Did I miss it? Because this looks so inviting, and I'm sure God would want this good thing for me. And it's always a trick because God has a better plan. If he has more for you than you can ask or think, my son always says, then you can't think of it on your own. He's going to think of it, and that is so right. If we think it, then it's not the plan because he has more for you than you can ask or think. And that's the other thing that my son was saying to me is that, you know, sometimes all we got to do is think it and God does it. We don't even have to ask. And the thing is, when you delight yourself in the Lord, when you decide you're going to serve him and you're not going to let your flesh or anybody else control you, you're not going to let the enemy control you, you are going to be richly rewarded God is going to give you the desires of your heart. You're not even going to have to ask. All you have to do is think it, and He's going to want to bless you because you trust Him, and He can. You know, um, He said to me the day my son was born that He couldn't do anything because of my disobedience. He didn't tell me that that day, but I learned that that our disobedience is, is really us denying Him and us not living in His kingdom you know, the kingdom of God is within you, Jesus said. And if we're disobeying him, the kingdom of God is not in us. We rejected him. And Jesus even said, you know, just for proof of the pudding, he said on that day, those who practice lawlessness, I'm going to have to say to them, away from me, I never knew you. He doesn't want to, but if we practice lawlessness, we've chosen another way, not his way. We've chosen to live dictated by the dictates of our flesh. And I just want to encourage you to read in Romans, Romans 8 especially, 
and, and just get a revelation of what you're really doing and what's going on. And um, the more you read the Word, the more revelation you're going to have. Jesus said that too. He said, if you pay attention, you're going to have more than you had before. If you don't pay attention, even what you had is going to be taken from you by force. Even what you had, you're not going to remember it. Because if you're not paying attention, you're just going to forget. And so you got to pay attention to Jesus every day. Keep feeding on it. You're going to get so addicted to him. You're going to get so happy. And he is going to empower you to obey him. If you make that choice, you know, I, I, I never, and I was telling you yesterday, I can't do anything without him. And um, that is just going to be my motto now. I can't do anything without him. And so all I have to do is say, okay, well, and then I always say, just make me your puppet because I can't see myself doing this. I can't, and I'm afraid, and I don't want to, and it doesn't feel good, and, but I will. If you tell me to do it, I'll do it, and I know that you're going to anoint me to do it. And so that's that. You just got to make that decision that you're going to serve him, and that's all there is to it. And then you serve him. And he empowers you to do it. So all you have to do is make that choice. And the first choice you want to start with is to ask Jesus, come live on the inside of you. Um, Revelation 3.20 says that he is knocking at the door of your heart already. And when you invite him in, he's going to come in. He's going to hang out with you. He's going to be your God. He's going to tell you the things that you need to do to get right with God so that you can live with him forever. You want to live with him forever. You don't want to waste your time here and now just giving in to your flesh and, you know, it's temporary desires that are going to give you temporary results and um, keep you from living with God in heaven. You know, we don't like to talk about it so much and I think talking about it is really a good thing that we're going to go to heaven or hell and we're going to agree with him if we agree with him, we're going to go to heaven. And then there's a straight, bold line. If you don't, you won't. If you don't agree with him, you're not going to go to heaven. If you don't make an effort to stay in agreement with him, then um, you're not going to go to heaven. You're going to go to hell. So it's black and it's white. There's no in-between. There, there's no nothing in, be, in between. I don't know everything, but I do know that either... We're going to go to heaven or we're going to go to hell. And he's the judge. We're not the judge. So we can't live by our opinion. So if you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you're really committing to living your life his way. And he's going to be right there on the inside of you to lead you and guide you to that eternal place. And right here and right now, he's going to ask of you to be his witness to stay true to that commitment. You have to know it's not just a ticket to heaven when you say the prayer, but it is an invitation to a relationship with him where you start learning how to live in heaven right here, right now on the earth. As Jesus did, he came, he didn't live in, like we live, he lived like life is lived in heaven. And he said when he left to pray that God's will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. And that's our part to do. To pray God's will is to walk in that prayer, you know, to, to implement it, to, to make it happen. Him living in us, making it happen, just like he did when he was here. We're to copy him. We're to only say and do what he would say and do, like he did the Father.
We're to represent him. And so when you're living here on the earth, he is calling you to commit to him when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you. And it's not a tough call, as I told you. Anything that seems too hard to do, he's going to make it easy. He's going to do that work in, in you. We can't do anything on our own anyway. He said that. And so hang on to that vine and let him get all that debt, all that doubt, all that stuff out of your life that it doesn't have any eternal value. I heard um, one of my friends say that one time. It's so cool. She said, if it doesn't have eternal value, then what good is it? And that's the way we got to think. It's a real thing. Jesus is coming, and we got to get that. And even though we don't know when it is, and it could happen suddenly, you might leave here before he does come. And so same thing goes. You have to stand before him. It's a real, it's the real deal. It's not about your funeral. You know, it, it, it's not about the coffin you have or it, it's not about who you're leaving your stuff to. It's about where are you going? Are we going to see you again? And we got to get that straight. Not everybody goes to heaven. If you deny him, he's going to deny you. Well, let's say that prayer. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you love us so much and you want to come and live on the inside of us and be our God and teach us your way. We just receive you right now. And we're just committed to you. We're asking you to help us to do what we can't do without you. Help us to do that thing that you're calling us to do. Help us to even put away the distractions and get on our knees every day and just feed on you. Help us not to give in to our flesh, but to give in to you, to give in to the Spirit. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory in your name. Amen. So I just heard him talking to me, and I need to tell you that when, you, when the Spirit um, tells you no, and you, you decide to obey, then God's power, his anointing comes on you to not do that. Even though you really want to do it and your flesh wants to do it, his power just overtakes and will do that thing for you. And so it's pretty easy. All you have to do is listen to him. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. And so John 1.1, 1, 1, if you just said that prayer, John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word is God. He is his word. So when you look at the word, you're looking at him, his opinion, what he's telling you to do. And I just want to encourage you to live in that word, not just know it, and not be a doer of it because then James tells us that then we deceive ourselves. So you got to do the word. And as you do, you're going to get to know him more and more. And you're going to recognize his voice. And then you'll be able to follow him. You're also going to learn and recognize the voice of the stranger as well. And he's the one who's always wanting you to give in to your flesh. And second guess what Jesus told you to do. So I'm so excited that you listened today. And we can't do anything on our own. We really can't. So God bless you, and we'll see you next time.